up the tone, please record your voice message. Hey everyone, this is Brian of Hate Ransom Machine. Today I have an interview that I cut together with electronic producer Aaron Ryu. But before I get to that, I just want to say that I'm using this format to get beyond the normal personas and backstories that you read over and over again of your favorite up-and-coming independent musicians. These backstories end up becoming these inescapable myths that become fact and are pretty difficult to not gravitate towards as a fan. So essentially, I want to have musicians tell their stories in their own words and maybe even sing a song along the way. I recorded this interview a few weeks back at Aaron's apartment in Bushwick, Brooklyn. It was part of a much longer conversation, 90 minutes in total. So I chose the best anecdotes and stories and cut it together in the most musical way I could think of. I should say in full disclosure, Aaron and I go way back. So far back, it's to the same hometown of Rochester, Michigan, a suburb of the glorious and often misunderstood metropolis of Detroit. So for me, this interview was a way to catch up with Aaron after we both went our separate ways after high school, and in a sense, how Aaron got from the culturally repressed suburbs of Detroit to taking cues from the vibrant nightlife of Berlin. Before I press play on this thing, I'll situate into exactly what Aaron is talking about. As the growing trend of laptop music becomes more acceptable in a live setting and girl talk and Skrillex plug in their laptops to arenas of drunk girls, Aaron, on the other hand, tells you what he's not. So here, I'll play for you now. If you're a DJ, meaning you've got two turntables or like a CDJ or a laptop, whatever, and you play a mix of other people's music, your music, it's seamless, it's a dance party, you're a DJ. You're a DJ. You're a DJ. So don't try to give people the impression that you're like an artist. You're like an artist. You're like an artist. An artist. If you're a performer, that implies that you're doing something beyond pressing play. Beyond pressing play. I think a lot of people want performers, and I think as long as the as long as you uh, represent yourself in the most accurate and honest way, in the most accurate and honest way, in the most accurate and honest way. So I, I want to be a producer. I want to be like Brian Eno. My name is Aaron Ryu. I am an electronic psychedelic producer. Music, music, music. I started going by my last name, which is Ryu, for um, for all my projects and all my work. Somewhere along, somewhere beginning in middle school, I think when I was in sixth grade, so when I was like 12 or so, because I was actually like in the car with my mom in the passenger seat. The song Scar Tissue by the Red Hot Chili Peppers was on the radio, and I was like, Mom, what is that sound? What is, is that a guitar? And she's like, I think that's a guitar. I want to learn how to play, play guitar. I want to learn how to play guitar. I want to learn how to play guitar. My brother played drums, and he was in his band. One of the dudes in the band, Phil, had a four-track tape recorder. He left it at the house to record those demos that they were making. And he was just at the house for a year. 
two years. And I just, I just like went to town on that. I could make things up on the spot, sort of. Record, I had four tracks, so I could do like four guitar parts, and I'd like play one really low to make it sound like a bass, you know? Because, and I guess that's kind of when I realized I didn't want to just play guitar, like I wanted to like make music. I began writing songs really when I began recording. Uh, I know, like, I, I have written songs like on paper, you know, with like chord charts and like lyrics and you know, stuff like that, but I, it feels most natural for me when, uh, when you record. That was very much indie rock. We were pretty much emulating all the like uh, the dance, punk, indie kind of things that uh, like um, LCD Sound System and The Rapture, Chick Chick Chick, like bands like that. That we kind of gone for something like that. We played shows. We like open for like bigger acts that might come through like Detroit or Pontiac. One of the most amazing stories from that band was going to the show. He was in Ann Arbor, it was our first time playing a show in Ann Arbor, and I was like, oh cool, we're gonna drive out and play at my brother's friend who was having a house party, and it was to raise money for, for her sex change. Um, and, and we didn't know it was uh, a fundraiser for a sex change, which was totally cool with me at the time, it was just like not on my mind. We got to the show and we found out, and I was like, oh, this girl's like, this, this girl's gay, and I was like, wait, no, this girl's getting a sex change. Aaron, I think the show's a fundraiser. <laughs> Aaron, I think the show's a fundraiser. After seeing um, Audion at the Detroit Techno Festival, getting behind the stage, sort of to see like what the computer screen looked like, I was trying to see what he was doing. I, I downloaded uh, the program Ableton Live. I stole that program. Stole that. Stole that. Yeah, so I started using that, and no one really used that that much besides like techno people. So when I came to music school in, in New York City, other kids would be like, oh, what's that? Like, oh yeah, you're like, DJs use that or something. But, yeah, but you, it, you can use it for any, yeah, but you
second. At this point, Aaron had gone off to school at NYU and had been frequently collaborating with a video producer named Josh Cabrito. And together, they were an audiovisual band as Aaron would provide his psychedelic electronic music and Josh would provide the dreamy projections that would be displayed over Aaron as he performed. So, let's get back to the interview. And I wanted to go to Berlin. And uh, took art classes. Started discovering more dance music stuff um, through nightlife there, which is really fun. Really, really, really fun. Really fun. We'll go out at like three and come back at like 10 a.m. Like pretty normal, pretty typical night out. It, it just you get exhausted kind of after a while. In Germany is like pretty like well designed and like well orchestrated. So like the event, like the party, is like an art form in Germany. The whole experience is designed, like the building, the art that's in the building, like the lights of the building, the DJs. The DJs are top notch. DJs are uh, pretty much only like vinyl, like two turntables, like and just like minimal, like. <laughs> just like stuff like that. And that's how it should be. There's like a, a relaxing area because you're gonna get tired. So there are couches, little back rooms where people can kind of like hang out. I guess what, I guess a part of what I'm trying to do is bring the party to, to New York. But if you go to a show and like you've clearly thought out like the lights, the clothes, like all the instruments, the appearance of the instruments, like how have you designed your gear, you know, like. I spray paint all my shit gold, so everything on stage is just kind of this weird, like, shiny thing. You can't even, like, see the laptop, because I don't need to look at it. I don't need to look at it. Look at it. But currently, what I'm doing is I, I play with a drummer, AJ Raposo, who is a jazz drummer, and he's just fucking, like, really solid. So we play together, facing each other at the foot of the stage. And then I have guest performers, like Crux, who's an who's a electronic artist and vocalist. And Stefan Alexander, this uh, astrophysicist and uh, saxophone player. I still do MIDI drums, uh, guitar, occasionally a trumpet thing, vocals. And it's also more freeing to have a guest performer. So I feel like that's how I figured it out. Instead of being a one-man band, I'm basically like a live producer. Form follows function. This has to serve a purpose. And so like, are you making music to pleasure yourself? Like, which is okay if you like to do that. Or are you making music to please all, like everyone, anyone? And then if, if the choice is the latter, then you should be thinking about like, how accessible is this? Like, is anyone enjoying this? Is anyone enjoying this? And I, I really like it when other people enjoy it because then it become, music becomes a less egotistical thing. It's art, but it's for a purpose. And the purpose, like I said earlier, is for people to enjoy it. Special thanks to Aaron. Of course, all the music used in the interview was by Ryu himself. Visit Ryu.fm for more music or any other kind of update you'd probably want from him. Kwanelli Ghost is available for free download via his Facebook page, and he can also be found on Twitter. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. This has been a message from Hate Your Answering Machine.